A group of monkeys have killed all the dogs in this Indian town. And the Grinch strikes again. There's a shortage of candy canes. And this professional cave woman survives on roadkill. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm glad that you're with me. I have three very strange, kinky stories from around the world. That's right, I said kinky. Hey, guys, who's feeling kinky? A gang of monkeys have killed a lot of dogs for revenge. A group of monkeys in a small town in India apparently took revenge on the local dog population by throwing them off the top of tall buildings and trees. Isn't this crazy? They grab dogs, run up a building, and toss them off. It is reported that the monkeys have killed about 250 pups in this process and are now targeting actual villagers. I guess babies? I mean, can they pick up a full-size human and toss them off a building? I'd imagine it's possible. The monkeys are located in a place called Majalaguan. Majalaguan. And the monkeys started the rampage after some of the dogs allegedly killed an infant monkey. This is where the revenge plot comes from. A dog killed an infant monkey. And these monkeys aren't going to sit back and take that. They're like, you know what? We're going to destroy all the dogs in the village and the world if we have to. Uh, the media reported that when the monkeys actually see a dog approach them, they catch them and they throw them from a significant height to the ground. This involves them grabbing the dog, running up a tree, running up a building, running up a flagpole. I don't know, maybe they're getting in helicopters and just like, and the dog is off the helicopter. All right, that was a crazy thing to say, and it probably isn't happening. Just thought I'd have a good time with it. In the neighboring village called Lavul, much easier to say. Thank you. Appreciate that. The monkeys in Lavul have actually fully eradicated every last dog. This is crazy. This dog versus monkey thing. After all of the dogs were killed in the village, residents contacted forest department officials and asked them to catch the monkeys. But when officials attempted to catch the monkeys, they were unable to capture a single monkey. It actually says all of that. <laughs> can't. Well, good job, officials. Can't even capture one monkey. Are you okay? The villagers believe the monkeys are taking revenge on the dogs. Now villagers in Lavul are being chased themselves by the monkeys. Some have been attacked by the monkeys in this particular village. Well, they ran out of dogs. Now they're just going to attack you, I would imagine. Wow, monkeys in places, man. It's unbelievable. I take it for granted that I don't live amongst the monkeys because they're very ornery and they can make your life difficult. They absolutely could. Uh, no, monkeys are quite sophisticated. And uh, according to this professor of SUNY Buffalo, studies have shown that monkeys can actually practice the behavior of revenge. Here's a quote from Stephanie Poindexter. Well, we've seen that when an individual is attacked in some way, the likelihood of them attacking someone related to their aggressor is actually higher. Typically, there's a preference for attacking a third party associated with the original aggressor for them, as opposed to the actual aggressor. For the most part, these acts of revenge take place shortly after the attack. Uh, this lady 
also explained that groups of hyenas have been known to seek revenge on the aggressor's relatives instead of the actual aggressor. After the forest department in this area was unable to capture any of the monkeys, villagers began attempting to rescue the dogs on their own. But some of them have found themselves subject to the monkeys' retaliation, and some have been injured themselves or fallen from buildings. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) Villagers reported there's now barely any dogs left in the area, but that the monkeys have not stopped even after a month of attacks. Now villagers reported the monkeys are targeting little children. This has created a panic within the village. Oh, my goodness. In Malaysia... This is a related story. A wild monkey captured a puppy and held it hostage at the top of a tree for three whole days. Wow. This is... (laughs) I had no idea this was going on in the world. That a monkey would hold something hostage. They're quite intelligent. It's really fascinating. I mean, and then how do you negotiate with with a monkey? You just bring a bunch of bananas, sit them down and get your megaphone and be like, the bananas are here. Release the puppy. Same time. Same time. Christmas is going to be difficult. There is a candy cane shortage. Guys, no. First the cream cheese and now the candy canes. I can't handle the shortages. The supply chain better resolve itself soon. I need candy canes in my life. Especially those rainbow ones that taste like cherry. Oh, those are so good, those candy canes. Nothing like getting extremely high and... Sucking on a rainbow candy cane, huh, guys? It's a good time helping you out with that um, (laughs) cotton mouth. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. I don't participate in any of that stuff, all right? You kids, you kids say no to drugs. You hear, Jonesy? Say no. You say no if you're listening. You just say no to the drugs, even if it's a holiday. Shoppers are finding out this week it's actually pretty hard to pick up a candy cane. You're not going to be able to put these candy canes on your trees. Or put it in your stockings. What? <laughs> the sweet peppermint classics are the latest seasonal favorite to get hit by the 2021 holiday supply crunch. Damn this holiday supply crunch. That's right. There's a candy cane shortage, guys. Plain and simple. This particular article did some digging, found that traditional peppermint candy canes are difficult to buy online right now, apparently. Many of the classic candy cane options at online specialty retailers. Like, for instance, the Candy Warehouse, or Just Candy, or Spangler Candy, or Candy Canes, Candy Canes, and more Candy Canes, or the Candy Cane Crackheads, or the... (laughs) Sorry, I just made up a few. The Candy Cane selections at big box retailers like Amazon, Target, Walgreens, and Walmart are much more limited than usual, too. Uh, It's not just regular consumers who are facing availability issues, apparently. Here's a quote from someone who owns Economy Candy in New York City, which I believe is a store. Uh, We only received half of our candy cane order for the holiday season, and we sold out almost immediately. I'm telling you right now, we have currently zero candy canes in stock. Not a one. Not a one. Why are there so many holiday shortages? Candy canes are not the only treat that is more difficult to find than usual this holiday season. There have also been inventory issues for turkeys. Cranberry sauce. No, not the cranberry sauce. Tell me it's not true. Christmas trees as well. Beer, wine, cream cheese, and even Santa himself. Yes, I did a story about there's a Santa Claus shortage. 
They're hiring everybody, even Santa with no teeth. They'll, hi- they'll hire toothless Santa Clauses <laughs> who are on drugs. They don't care. Uh, snags in the global supply chain. Severe labor shortages combined with a huge surge in consumer demand, all exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic, have caused disruptions in stocks of holiday favorites at supermarkets and malls all across the country. Manufacturers are struggling to produce enough goods to satisfy the customers. Cargo ships are stuck at crowded ports waiting to unload. Once the goods do leave the ships, there often aren't enough. Tr- there are often not enough truck drivers to transport them to warehouses and retail floors. This is a major issue. I read that they're just now unloading a bunch of Halloween costumes. <laughs> right now. It's, it's late December. It's just unbelievable. And now the candy canes. In the case of the candy canes, it says here, a weak peppermint harvest may be partly to blame. Ooh, the peppermint harvest was pretty weak. I didn't know that. Uh, and uh, U.S. peppermint production was down 8.6%. Did you guys know that U.S. peppermint production? This is something that we monitor, apparently. Yes, uh, what's the weather for today? And uh, could you please inform me on the latest peppermint production statistics, please? <laughs> I didn't even know these existed. Okay, 8.6% down. Production has declined 25% since 2011, apparently, for U.S. peppermint. Just people are, people are all, they're hitting the peppermint really, real hard. These, You know, I blame Starbucks. It's that damn peppermint latte. Ever since they made the peppermint latte, we have a peppermint shortage. This peppermint latte is taking over, guys. They got all the peppermint. Hey, Starbucks, why don't you give us back some of the peppermints so we can have candy canes for Christmas. I like them in my stocking. I like them in my tree. I like to get high and play with them. Where do you buy candy canes before Christmas? You guys want to know? I'll tell you. If you need to get your hands on a few peppermint candy canes this week, it's worth hitting your local drugstore or supermarket. See if they got any. If you're shopping online, here are some options that this article found that had some availability. Okay, on Amazon, there's a pack of three 12-count boxes of Brock's red and white peppermint candy canes for about 13 bucks each. They, will, they should get here before December 24th. At Walmart, a six-count box of Brock's giant peppermint holiday. What is this article by Brock's? This is just Brock's trying to scare you and then sell you their candy canes. Uh, at Target, they have boxes of peppermint candy canes, uh, but they're tougher to find. There are limited stocks in the store and online, apparently. Okay, well, that's just an update on the candy cane situation. <laughs> I bet you didn't think you were going to get that information today, did you guys? It's very. I'm just trying to keep you updated on what's important in life, like candy canes at Christmas. Damn, hey, this is important stuff. And if you cannot find any for the holiday, I suggest you make them yourself. I'm sure there's a YouTube video, and I'm sure it's difficult. Hey, what's up, weirdos, fans of my show, where you're going to be a fan of another show. I know, because you like crazy, weird stories, just like me. This is why you're going to love a podcast that I also like called What Was That Like?, Every episode is a wild, true story, and it's told firsthand by the individual who actually went through it. It's stories like Whitney was shot 12 times, Sue crashed her skydive, or this one, Dan was completely mauled by a grizzly bear. Something really bad had happened, and that was that she had managed to get me flipped over, so I was now laying on my back, you know, face up. And she was essentially standing over me um, with her front paws on either shoulder. These stories are so weird and so crazy and so true. You're going to love this podcast. Just search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or go to the website, whatwasthatlike.com. 
A woman survives on a freezer full of roadkill. They're calling her a professional cave woman. I thought this was rather odd. I want to stick this one in the episode today. Let's get to know this UK woman who's living like a paleolithic person. Her name is Sarah Day, age 34. She's deemed herself a professional cave woman. She survives on roadkill, including repurposing the skin and bones of the dead animals, just like our ancestors. Where does she live? How does she do it? Is she single? These are the questions I have. Oh, yeah, I'm attracted to a, a woman who can kill and skin a muskrat, serve it to me on a stick. <laughs> Having some cave sex by, by uh, firelight, making those sexy silhouettes on the cave wall. <laughs> I'm looking at photos of her, by the way. She's... She, uh, she's taking it to a new level with the face paint. I uh, didn't expect this, but okay. If you're going to be a cave woman, go all out, I say. There's some photos of the food that she eats. Doesn't look that bad. There's a fish she's got cooking over a fire. That looks pretty good. Uh, she's eating something. I don't know what that is. Uh, wow. Is that... What animal is that? Uh, all right. She's into some stuff here. Okay. <laughs> I'll put a link to her. You might want to... I don't know. You might want to find her and hang out. It's just... Uh, you know, have a throwback night. The Colchester Essex resident. How do you even... How, you're not a real cave woman if you're a resident. If you're an official. If you have an address, right? If you're getting mail, how are you a cave woman? She says she makes her money as a school teacher who... <laughs> okay. So she sleeps in a cave at night and then goes to school in the morning. All right. She educates children on history and survival skills. This is actually extremely helpful. We should give children survival skill classes at an early age. Instead of like, I mean, what are the stuff? What's the stuff we teach them? Uh, that's pretty useless. I don't know. Economics is that a <laughs> uh, political science? Is this really helpful in the world? How about some survival skills? I don't need political science courses. I need how do I catch a fish with my bare hands and cook the damn thing? That's I could have used some of that. Okay, Sarah Day claims she eats roadkill at least once a week. She bring it into class and share it with the kitties. Uh, although she says there isn't always an animal on the side of the road. Yeah, so what do you do when there's no animals on the side of the road? I assume she goes out and kills them herself. With her bare hands and the very sharp flints that she's made. The flint daggers. <laughs> the, she's got arrowheads in her pockets, boys and girls. She's living the dream. Here's a quote from her. My freezer's full of roadkill. <laughs> I'd imagine this is how she talks. My freezer's full of roadkill, which is handy during the winter because I can defrost the deer or the rabbit to make a hearty stew. I like hearty stew. The flavor of rats, by the way, is very similar to squirrel, if you don't know. Rats are very mild and sweet. Tastes a little bit like chicken. I think it's much nicer. <laughs> okay, you go. <laughs> I don't see any harm in picking up the roadkill. The animals died anyways, rather than it get skinned in any other way. You know, nothing about roadkill's bad. <laughs> Sometimes the roadkill's too damaged to eat. I gotta find animal protein in the raw meat aisle of my supermarket. I don't like that so much. I don't really like going to the supermarket. People stare at me when I walk in with my... <laughs> wearing my hide. <laughs> Lady. Um, she says pigeon tastes, quote, like a really good beef steak. I don't believe you, lady. I don't believe pigeon tastes like a steak. 
at all. Come on. Have you guys ever ate pigeon? How does that taste like a steak? Sarah likes to turn the skin and guts into leather. The animal skulls are amazing bits of engineering, she said. While the bones are used to make her tools and weapons. <laughs> oh, wow. How does she get around? What's her mode of transportation? I'm wondering. She got one of those Fred Flintstone vehicles. <laughs> it's a very environmentally clean vehicle there. I'll tell you what's not clean is her feet. That's my guess. Is her feet are very dirty. She can't expect a cavewoman to have clean feet. <laughs> I want to be in the room when the cavewoman, uh, after several months, decides to go get a, a pedicure. I just want to see the reaction of the people in the in the salon. <laughs> That's what I want to see happen. <laughs> okay, we got uh, other information. She she needs daily fiber, so she hunts her own herbs and fruit. I tend to forage plants and fruit, but it is so important to do your research so that you don't end up very sick. I've been sick before. She also likes to evaluate how certain plants can be used for their medicinal properties instead of just going to a doctor. Yeah, I support that. That's very old school and something we used to do and something we could do now if we just took the time. That's why I like Chinese medicine so much because they, um, they utilize herbs and teas. I'm totally into that. Okay, she's got some tips for us. Willow bark, by the way, can be used to make a tea for your headache. I'd imagine she gets a lot of headaches trying to, <laughs> trying to sleep in a cave. She believes that savory herbs such as rosemary, sage, and thyme can help with a cough. Ooh, I love rosemary. I often pick rosemary, I would say, in the wild. It grows pretty wildly out here in California. It's everywhere. Bake my sweet potatoes in the, in the oven with my rosemary. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, I love rosemary so much. It smells so great. She also offered that cramp bark, which is a flowering shrub, is also amazing for her period pains. Uh, so if you guys got some period pains, just get yourself some cramp bark. They really call it cramp bark? It's almost as though they knew it did this for, for millennia. As for her actual living conditions, she says she has a house, but it's in the middle of nowhere. But she would rather live in a tent. <laughs> she... She prefers sleeping in a sleeping bag that she made out of reindeer skin to keep her warm at night, as well as a selection of clothes she made from the roadkill that she wears for work. For work! You show up like this? Oh, the kids. <laughs> Although I would have loved to have a teacher like this. This just would have been hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, she's got some survival tips. Here's Sarah Day's top survival tips. I feel like this should have a theme song. Da -na -na -na, na -na -na -na. It's Sarah Day's top five survival tips. If you live in a cave. <laughs> okay, tip number one, have a tribe. You should never be alone as it's hard to provide alone at any time. You need other people to help you build stuff and hunt. Yeah, well, good luck finding other people that want to put a bunch of ash from a fire on their forehead <laughs> and wear animal skins. But okay. Uh, tip number two, you need a fire. Yeah, we know that. Tip three, take it slow. There's no need to rush. It isn't a movie. I don't know what she's referring to. Like life? <laughs> take it slow. Yeah, you're living slow, all right. It takes, it's, everything's slow when you live like that. When's dinner? Uh, gonna be a few days. Can you? <laughs> I need a new pair of shoes. Ah, well, wait a month. Wait a month. Everything's slow out here. Okay, tip number four. Only eat things that, that you are certain are edible. Even drinking stream water without sterilizing it can be harmful, so do your research, she says. And the last tip is adapt your expectation to a level that you can 
you can meet in the wilderness. Never underestimate how hard it actually is. Oh no, we, we know how hard it is, which is why we think you're out of your mind to do this, but power to you. And uh, I'm, we have a lot to learn from her because uh, there, I mean, there could be a, a situation where we're all living like this. All it takes is one space rock to, uh, to hit us of a certain size. And now we're all living in a cave now. We're all, you know, wearing, wearing what we just ate, basically. Thank you, Sarah Day. I, I hope you live long and prosper. How, 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 hey guys, what you doing? Hey, thanks again for hanging out with me today, putting up with me today. Appreciate it. You made it all the way to the outro. I'm going to play some phone calls after this, so stick around. Uh, shout out to everybody who sent me strange articles. Appreciate that. Holiday wishes have been rolling in. Appreciate that as well. Uh, much love to my sponsor for the week. What was that like podcast? Search for that on any of your podcast players. If you want to check that out, it's very weird. Very true. You're going to love it. Um, if you guys would like to, uh, send me anything or drop me a message, whatever, go to, go to your email and, uh, type in funnyjones at gmail.com and just send me a little ba ba ba. Send me a little ba 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 ba. You can call the show as well. 646-450-2012. Love to hear from my weirdos. Don't be shy. Call us up. Say what's up. You can just say Merry Christmas, Jonesy. You could do that if you'd like. If you want to mail me some candy canes, just reach out. Just send me some candy canes. Send me whatever. I'm all, it's, it's all good. If you want to join my Patreon, which is a great way to support the show, just go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. It's a good thing to do for the holidays. Support the, fi- the only five-day-a-week weird news podcast in existence. Um, and uh, hopefully it brings some value to your life. Some entertainment, I hope. Get you through the tough times that we're all experiencing these days because the world is pretty damn crazy and it's affecting us all. Um, if you'd like to make a donation, like a one-time donation, also on my website, weirdafnews.com, you can just click on Buy Jonesy a Coffee. Or you can just send something to my PayPal, which is funnyjones at gmail.com. Just say, hey, Jonesy, here's five bucks, bro. Go get yourself a peppermint latte. Contribute to the peppermint shortage, you jerk. <laughs> Nah, let's not do that, guys. Let's just let's leave the peppermint for the candy canes, guys. All right. Well, we've all had a good time, and we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, come let us adore Christ the Lord. This is Josh Brogan. And you're listening to Weird AF News. Do, 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 do. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. Oh, that's enough. We're simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, Oh, Christmas time. Hey, this is Paul, and I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas time with Funny Man Jonesy on Weird AF News. Happy Christmas, weirdos. I see Christmas trees, red decorations too. Join Jonesy's Patreon, that's what you should do. And I think to myself, weirdos will save this world. What a weirdful world.